Welcome to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. I am Sean Finder and I'm with my co-host Ollie Whitfield. This show is brought to you by AutoClose, a vanilla soft company. Ollie, why don't you introduce today's guest and what we're going to be talking about today? There's a funny story about today's guest, everybody, that I haven't shared that many times before, so I'm going to do it now. The gentleman on today's show, he called me one night. It's about 9.30 one night. The, the Liverpool football match was on. I was watching it. We were losing. It was a bad day, but this gentleman turned it around. He is a world-renowned sales coach, trainer, and he called me asking for some advice. And I said at the end of the call, hey, do you mind giving me a little bit of feedback? I've heard that that's a good idea, you know, if I want to become a better rep, better at what I do. So if you don't mind, could you share something? And he was kind enough to do that. So when we're starting a podcast, I thought, where better do I start with this gentleman? So introducing Dave Kennett, why don't you say hello? Awesome. Hello, everyone. Ollie, Sean, thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, I remember that. That was, uh, that was a fun discussion. It's always neat when someone... Uh, it's an interesting scenario, given that replays is all around giving feedback to sales reps. I find that when they're demoing to us and they know what we do, uh, they can really feel like they're on the spot, which they shouldn't feel that way at all. But it's, it's an interesting dynamic. All right. So, um, Dave, why don't we start with the beginning replays? Where did we start? How did we start? How did you grow it? Where are we on the journey at this point? Well, I've always, uh, in my sales career, really thought that, you know, sales coaching is important. Um, and specifically, you know, back in the day when we were in, I was in field sales, uh, probably 20, 20 years ago now, you know, we do ride alongs and I would be participating in the sales call, but you sometimes just silent and for most of the time and listening and we jump in the car and on the way back, give feedback. And, um, that, you know, I, I was lucky that early on when I was with a company called Acklands Granger, uh, owned by WW Granger, a very large blue chip company, they invested significantly in sales training that really stuck with me. And it was all around, uh, really tight sales process and then actually embedding that into the culture of the organization. So when we became a leader there, they trained the trainers, uh, which, you know, just makes sense, right? As opposed to having someone come in do training and leave, and then it systemically doesn't get sort of bred throughout the organization. So kind of fast forward to a couple of years ago, and now, you know, a lot of sales are remote. Certainly the tech companies that worked for the last 10 years, it's primarily a remote sales function until you've got a very qualified deal and then maybe jump on a plane. And I thought, hey, we're all recording our calls these days. And um, I wonder if there's anyone out there that can do call reviews for my team because I just don't have time and my directors didn't have time, my sales managers didn't have time. Of course, we should all make time, but it's tough, right? And um, and there's nothing out there. So I'm like, why doesn't that exist? It just seems like a no brainer. And um, so that's, that's how I came up with the idea. I'm like, hey, I, I think this is maybe something I should investigate. So that's, that's, that's an interesting point. So, you know, from what I know, Dave, also, you know, you, you grew this without many reps at the beginning. You kind of grew the business like every entrepreneur like myself, even, you know, you grew it by yourself and, 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 and wearing many hats. So um, I guess, is that still how it is today or you've hired reps now? And, and if so, at what part of the journey did you start hiring the reps to kind of, you know, take some of the load off of you? Do you mean from a sales motion perspective or a, a coaching perspective? Sales coach, sales, sales uh, mentoring. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, th that one was a big step because it, there was really a, a fork in the road for me probably about eight months into this, which is do I want to 
just have a very comfortable uh, sort of business where I'm the, you know, one, one person crew, uh, owner, operator and everything. Right. And, or do I scale this? And, you know, when I, when I looked at sort of both paths, I thought, you know, I, I'm a builder. I, I like building. And, you know, someone said to me recently, you probably heard this is the people that build the buildings aren't usually the ones that stick around and manage it for a million years. Yeah. I like building the buildings. And it just wasn't, you know, as I was seeing the spark in our customers' eyes and they're saying, oh my gosh, this has been so impactful to our sales team. Our win rates are going up. Our sales cycle times are going down. We're getting ghosted less. We're moving things through pipeline quicker. Our average deal size is going up. I'm like, okay, okay, I got to scale this. And it's funny because people told me, Dave, it's not scalable. You've got a nice little services business. How the heck are you supposed to scale this? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, about eight months in, I had that, that sort of conversation with myself of, I knew there were going to be, it was going to be a real challenging road to take this to the next step. Yeah. Uh, but that, but that's where I wanted to go with this. I thought that the, the world needs this, right? Sales organizations need this. If they, if they can't get around to doing call coaching in-house and it's great if they've got awesome conversational AI tools like Gong and Chorus and we love those, those companies and most of our customers use them. They kind of get you a certain amount of the way around the track, but we get you the rest of the way. You still have to use those tools to listen and coach. So when people just don't have time, uh, they send it to us. So that, that's where I thought, okay, let's do this. Time to scale. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Perfect. So one other question I would say is, you know, I, I get this asked a lot as well with sales coaches is, you know, what is the ideal length of time that you should use the sales coach? For example, with your clients now, is it, you know, annual contracts or do you, you know, do you find like three years of sweet spot or what's that time frame where you feel that, you know, they can get enough knowledge from you that they can kind of either be by themselves or is it something that you have to be there all throughout the process and every step of the way? You know, it sounds counterintuitive, but I say this to our prospects before they start. And I also say this to our customers as they're looking at renewing, which which the vast majority do. I say I'm perfectly fine with an outcome of this being that we detach and we just help you build a freaking awesome, amazing coaching culture. Exactly. Yeah. So we get to the point where we coach the coaches and help them become awesome call coaches, because I don't know about you. When I was a first time sales leader, I certainly didn't have all the tools and frameworks to effectively coach. I just kind of coached to what I knew. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where Acklin's Granger helped me, of course, and then subsequent sales training. But uh, what we find happens is uh, a company will say, okay, let's give this a go. They, they're skeptical because um, they're early adopters, right? This is not something you can't find a million call coaching companies out there. And I, I'd love for more to start up because then it just makes it like, I've got a two-step sell, right? It's, Hey, this is why you should do outsource call coaching. And this is why you should use us, right? I can't wait till I don't have to do that very first step. And they're just like, of course, you're going to outsource some call coaching when you need it. Um, so I love that we're breaking some ground there. Uh, but we, we find that customers will dip their toe in the water with a few reps very, very quickly. They'll see um, some positive change and the reps are, are raving about it and things are moving through pipeline quicker. Then they'll scale to um, more of their org. And then what they'll eventually do is um, go on to our annual agreement. So we have, um, you know, organizations that we all would have heard of that are on annual agreements with us every two to three weeks, their sales reps get a review from a replace coach uh, to our hundred best practice framework. So, um, the answer to your question is the customer journey at Replace typically looks like 
dipping the toe in the water, seeing it works, there's some leading indicators, then seeing lagging indicators of increased wind rate, et cetera, then scaling through the org, and then really starting to say, okay, well, wow, now I can see that we don't have to add that director headcount or that enablement headcount, and we can actually do this in a more streamlined and cost-effective way by just having a, you know, a call review done by a rep, uh, a, a replace coach every few weeks. And then that just gives time back in the calendar for the sales leaders to go out there and help crush big deals and, and focus on that. So I'm curious, based on what you just said, you're giving time back to the sales leaders. I'm assuming you found that perfect fit by trial and error, or, or have you done, have you literally gone for a certain segment or size of the company that you think would be a perfect fit? I mean, Lots of companies change their offering almost like completely from day one to what it is a couple of years later. So like, have you changed how you've approached it? Did the service offering change? Did the type of company change a lot from maybe a couple of years ago to now? We found that the companies that really lean in on replays are high, medium to high growth tech companies uh, who are adding a few headcount per quarter. They want to get them ramped quickly. We all know that onboarding is typically not an optimal experience because we as sales leaders have a million other things going on. So if we're spending too much time with our, our new reps, we're, we're probably not spending enough time with our current reps and vice versa. So we find that when we're kind of in that high growth stage, when companies are starting to ramp up or they just got a round of funding, um, then um, we're just a great fit. And then what we find is once we're, once they see the results, they just don't detach from us because they're like, well, why wouldn't we just keep doing that? So our core product actually is very, if you were to look at our very first sort of product a, a year and a half ago, two years ago, it looks very, very similar. Um, but what we now have is a, a number of complementary things such as you know, you want to do deal reviews with our coaches, no problem. You want a coach mentor to mentor your coaches once a month. Because what we found is we're in Slack with all of our customers and the reps are like, they'll take as much time from our coaches as our coaches will give, which I think is great. And they'll yeah. ping them saying, hey, I'm in this deal. Can you help me with this? So we're now monetizing that. Uh, now we've got this replays masterclass because everyone's saying, well, can you share your best practices? So we've got this on-demand masterclass. It's like 15 bucks a month for a subscription. And uh, now we are opening a consulting arm uh, where we can assist leaders to really become more impactful call coaches, uh, but also um, helping them with things like comp design and uh, I mean, you name it. So yes, uh, the core product is very much still the main uh, revenue generator for our business. Uh, but we've now, we've got replays live, which is the media arm where we do these live pitches and people jump on and, and, and uh, vote on it kind of like American idol for sales. So we've now got this virtuous circle of complimentary products. You want call coaching. Great. Here's our replays masterclass. You want to see people pitch live. Oh, great. Come to our replays live seminar. And it just goes, goes around that way. Amazing. So, you know, here's a question for you, you know, as, as you guys continue to grow, um, how are you guys acquiring your customers now? I'm assuming it's a lot of you know referrals and word of mouth, or are there different marketing channels that you guys are using or double downing on now that you've you know tested a few things? Um, I know the audience is always looking for how to acquire more customers, so I'd love to hear how you guys do it at Replays, Dave. I'm excited about. I'd love to come back on here in a year from now and share what we've done in 2021. Uh, <laughs> and the reason I say that is it's been very organic thus far. So. Amazing. We haven't spent a dime on PPC or anything like that. I think we tried like 
one sponsorship once for 800 bucks or something, but uh, the rest of it has been through sharing content uh, yeah. via LinkedIn and uh, via Replays Live and then word of mouth. Our, people just hear about the fact that we're working with companies like Outreach.io and IBM and Vidyard and they're like, okay, uh, how, how, how can, you know, how can we fit in here? So we've been very fortunate that way. Um, but that's, you know, that old, that what got us here ain't going to get us there. So as we scale this organization, um, we, we really have a, a pretty exciting marketing plan for 2021. And that's why I say uh, I'll have some, some, some real fun tests that I can share with you, uh, <laughs> in, you know, next year, as we look in the rearview mirror. We're going to book that straight away. As soon as I hit stop recording here. Okay, I have a bit of a curveball for you. So what surprised you along the along the journey, as it were? Like when you started, did you think, you know what, building a website will be really difficult and I'll, I hate SEO, I don't know anything about it, but actually it's proved really good. Or is there anything that kind of surprised why that's cropped up and either been a big win or a big fail that you thought would be helpful? Yeah, you know what surprised me is everyone talks about how stressful it is being a founder and you just kind of think, well, yeah, yeah, I've had stress my whole life and my career being a, you know, a seller with a quota and then a senior leader with, uh, you know, you're responsible for teams, growth and development and achievement. And uh, I, I underestimated how much stress there is in ensuring a wearing 18 different hats. Um, B, uh, still making sure the money's coming through at the end of every month and quarter. Um, and and uh, C, that you're really continuing to, I think the thing that keeps me up the most actually is knowing the latent potential we have. There's like 15 things that I would love to work on right now this second that I know would move the needle significantly for our business, but I just don't have time to do. And so those are some of the things that I think really stress me out the most. Perfect. Well, um, that's interesting because, you know, I, I know one thing, you know, as a founder, you got you got to wear many hats. Um, I remember the back in the day when I started out because I was I was even in support with an Elias name um, saying Jeffrey. And even though I was the founder of doing it. So um, are you guys looking also this year beyond all the organic um, with clients? Are you guys looking to expand the team or anything uh, new coming up in uh, 2021? Yeah, you know, it's the. Uh... We've got a lot of expansion plans and it's the old work smarter, not harder. And yeah. so I look at a number of the processes that we have in place right now and I think how they can be streamlined and it excites me about how we can get more efficient. Um, and so there's a few things we're doing there, but I, the other is we, we get requests just all the time for yeah. um, how can, as sales leaders, how can we be better coaches? As sales reps, how can we be better at discovery, at demo, at close? And I want to share that in a way that's not a million bucks, right? Like we would charge $2,000 a seat to be providing this to companies like Outreach, et cetera. And uh, so I've really tried to make this something that the individual can afford. So we're yeah. rolling out a subscription model. It's like 10 bucks a month. Um, and they're going to have just a ton of content in there, not just from me, but a ton of other thought leaders. Uh, so it's kind of like a uh, YouTube just for sales. And uh, so that's something that... Um, I haven't announced yet, so people are probably hearing it for the first time here. Uh, we're rolling it out in a handful of weeks, and um, super excited about about that. We like exclusives on this podcast. That's one thing we love. Great. <laughs> uh, well, listen, um, let's just wrap things up. Uh, but before we do, I have one last question for you. Um, well, two actually. Where do where can people where do you currently educate yourself? Um, do you listen to podcasts? Do you read books? Um, and if so, which is your favorite? And then after that, 
just let us know where uh, where people listening today can actually find you. Sure, people here today can find me on LinkedIn. Please hit me up. Uh, so just Dave Kennett, K-E-N-N-E-T-T. -T. I'd love to hear from you. And in terms of um, podcasts, so I, I follow uh, Andrew Wilkinson uh, from MetaLab. He just did a huge IPO with WeCommerce. I really like the way he thinks about things in terms of uh, scaling businesses in an efficient way. Um, I like his values that he leads with. Um, and so I, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have interacted with him uh, a number of times too over the last few years. So I, I really, uh, I really love his stuff. I follow his stuff on Twitter, like all the time. I like Sam Parr's stuff and super excited for him with his exit that he just had. Um, I never met him, but I, I just really like the way he thinks about things. So those are two folks, honestly, I, I've got three little kids, plus I got the business, you know, and so Not I have much time. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally that half hour before bed that I'll fall asleep to a podcast and I'll probably only catch half of it. Um, but, uh, but I think, the, but those things literally, those things are important though, right? I, I think they are. I have changed the way I, uh, I lead or I go to market based on nuggets that I've heard from other leaders through things, through a lot of conversations too. Like I'll reach out to people and just ask for meetings and chat with them. And that's where I get a lot of my, my learning. I talk to CEOs all the time. I'm like, hey, can you just tell me how you did this? I'd love to hear it because I'm right at that stage. The exact reason you're rolling out this podcast, right? So yeah. uh, th th that's, um, that's, that that's kind of how I think about it. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you so much, Dave, for joining us today. This has been an absolute blast. Thank you also to everybody listening. If you enjoyed the show today, though, um, don't forget to give us a five-star review wherever you're listening from and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. See you soon. And thanks again. Once, thank you again, Dave. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it.